Hi, everyone. Welcome to Conversations That Heal. This is your host, Susan Jacoby. I am so pleased to introduce our new format for Conversations That Heal. Beginning today, Wednesday, August 3rd, 2016, at 12.30 p.m. Pacific, you can enjoy 15-minute inspirational interviews that will help you discover how to make the decision to overcome childhood trauma, develop self-love, and live your life in peace and joy. We all search for strategies or a magic wand to bring happiness into our lives. A good place to start is by being aware of your thoughts. Self-judgment plays a big part in fueling your negative thoughts. Today, I thought I would talk to you about banishing your self-judgment. Self-judgment is one of those things that, especially when you were raised in a home where judgments were as natural as let's say, brushing your teeth. Challenging the hurtful and useless thought takes commitment and awareness to reprogram and get those thoughts out of your mindset. Most of the inner critic thoughts that feed your heart and soul are not there by accident. Let's use a garden metaphor to understand this better. The instigator of your trauma planted, let's call them weeds, in your beautiful garden of self-compassion and self-love. Like weeds, they don't stop growing until you purposely pull them up by their roots. You're pulling them of your mindset. Even then, it takes commitment and constant observation to prevent their return. Self-compassion and self-love pull up the weeds and act as a natural, non-violent weed killer. Self-compassion and self-love are natural ways of being the flowers of your mind. Is your garden so overgrown by the weeds that you can't see the flowers? I know that mine was. It takes time to bring more self-compassion and self-love into your garden, the garden that's in your mind and the garden that's in your heart. By doing so, you are showing the flowers that they are worthy of thriving in a weed-free garden. These flowers are the best parts of you, and they are beautiful, and they deserve to flourish. I want to go over what self-compassion and self-love look like. I know that when something is new to me, I have trouble identifying exactly what it looks like or what it feels like. The exercise of replacing an unloving thought with a loving and kind thought brings awareness into your daily choice of self-compassion and self-love. An example of one of my common self-judgments is you can do better than that. I have learned to replace that thought, which actually filled with a lot of shame that is being put onto me, like someone else's shame, the person who said that to you, oh, you can do better than that. I replace that with, you are where you're supposed to be right now. There's a big difference between the two statements. One is coming from critical demeaning place. And I suppose that you could look at that statement as in, oh, you can do better than that. That's not how that statement was fed to me, which is why when I hear that statement, it's more of a a put down. Oh, you can do better than that. It's important for me to remember that I am exactly where I'm supposed to be 
at this exact moment. You'll be able to come up with ideas like that for yourself as well. I would encourage you to keep a journal and write down the negative thoughts as they occur to you. Remember also to write down a positive replacement thought next to it. When I did this exercise, I was surprised to see how I was talking to myself. And I'll tell you that if you find yourself not knowing how to replace those negative thoughts that are running in your mind, that would be a good time to reach out for support. Reach out to your therapist, your coach, a trusted friend, someone that you know has your best interest at heart, that they've proven it to you time and time again, that they are there for you. Like I said, when I did this assignment of writing down all the negative thoughts, I was really surprised at how much of it was controlling my headspace. I was actually shocked at how cruel my inner critic was. What amazed me even more was while I've been working on silencing these thoughts, writing down their messages really surprised me. They're It was in paper and ink, black and white, of the cruel words. And I could see why they were having a film day keeping me down. I could also see it was no wonder I was feeling the way I was feeling with these thoughts running through my head all the time. For years, I was certain that I was the one delivering those messages to myself. But gain awareness of the thoughts revealed to me the little devil or the demon in my mind was not my voice. It didn't even talk the way I talk in everyday life. So those are things that you can also be aware of and see how the thoughts, the sentences, how they appear to you. Seeing the separation of my thoughts from my loving thoughts, from the conditioned thoughts, has released a lot of my struggles and my self-judgment. And I'm saying that this all takes awareness and patience with yourself. You might find yourself being very frustrated that it's taking you so long, but you must remember those thoughts have been in your head running around controlling you for years. For some of you, perhaps decades. You find yourself in a safe place like you're not driving. I have a visualization that I'd like to share with you. When I hear my negative thoughts, I visualize working in a garden. Imagine nurturing the flowers as they start to grow, attending to them, watering them, fertilizing them, cutting the spent flowers off, and checking for any insects eating the fresh leaves. You are showing love towards your inner garden. Self-compassion and self-love tend to the loving thoughts you nurture in your mind. Use them as if you were tending to your gardens in your mind. I really hope that you can see and own how worthy you are of thriving, just like an abundant flower garden. You are worthy of abundance because you were born. No one gets to take that away from you. Absolutely no one. This is our first show in our 15-minute inspirational healing message. I would love it if you could leave me 
a comment on the blog talk section or email me at susan at conversationsthatheal.com. Let me know what you think of the 15-minute format. I'm here to support you on your healing journey. Any information that you can give me will help me to serve you better. On our next Conversations That Heal Inspiration message, I'll be speaking about yoga and how we can bring it into our lives, into our homes, provide a nurturing, loving place in our actual home like we do when we're providing a nurturing exercise like yoga. I think that you'll be surprised to learn the simple ways that you can bring care into your actual home. Please leave a comment, support Conversations That Heal. That will help us to reach more people just like yourself. You can find Conversations That Heal on iTunes and, of course, on Blog Talk. Remember, above all, that you are a lovable and capable human being. Practice nurturing the garden in your mind. Practice seeing yourself as a flower. Pick a flower you love. Visualize seeing an endless field of those flowers. How would you care for those flowers? Use the same passion for caring for those flowers onto yourself. You will find that you're you're thinking, oh, that's impossible, or I'm not good enough, or all all kinds of reasons to come up to not tending to yourself like you would those flowers. Ask yourself, would I care for those flowers the same way I'm caring for myself? And I think that you'll probably find the answer is no. Use that same information, that same feeling to begin nurturing yourself. Remember that you are a lovable and capable human being. Thank you so much for listening to Conversations That Heal, and please take care of yourself. Bye for now.